Live from Perth, Australia, and broadcasting around the world, you're listening to The O Show with your host, Oren McCory. The O Show is a no-nonsense podcast bringing you the best advice on training, mindset, and nutrition to supercharge your efforts in the gym, the kitchen, and most importantly, in your head. Don't forget to share this episode on your social media. Now, let's get to it. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, guys. Welcome to today's episode of The O Show, and I'm your host, Oren McCarry. And today we have on a special guest who is also a podcast host, the star of A County Down Under, Caroline McKenna. How are you? Hello, thank you for having me on. I wouldn't say star now, but you know, I'll take it. <laughs> well, somebody's got to be the star, right? And normally it's the host, so... <laughs> Oh, thank you for having me on. It's really nice to be a guest on someone's podcast. As you know, um, doing the podcast can be hard work. So it's lovely. I feel like this is a nice treat for me on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, it completely takes the pressure off whenever it's you behind the mic, right? And it's the other person who has to come up with the questions and like guide it. You just chill back and answer the questions and you're good. Depending on what you're going to ask me, that's always the fear. It's like, what's coming around the corner? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, because we haven't scripted anything. So it should literally go anywhere here, so... Oh, listen, well, we'll go. I'm pretty open on my podcast, maybe too open at times. So let's uh, let's see how we get on. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that in a bit, because I think that's why you've um, you've been so successful with it. Like I was looking at your posts, like you've got like 110,000 plays since you started it. Like, that's incredible. Like, I think I'm on about four or five with mine. <laughs> but oh, like, listen, you start somewhere. <laughs> that's it. And like, but like, I think it's because you are who you are and you just be honest on your podcast. So I, no wonder it's picked up a great amount of traction. But before we get into what makes this podcast such a success, let's talk about you. Give us a little bit of a background because I'll tell you, we were talking before this, but I'll tell the listeners. Caroline's podcast was recommended to me by a friend. She's like, check this out. This is a girl from back home doing this. I was like, all right, cool, follower. Sort of had a scroll, looked through all the pictures. I'm like, yeah, okay, some blonde girl in Sydney's running this. Okay, cool, I'll have a wee listen. And then when I looked at her stories, I was like, I know this girl from somewhere. Where do I know this girl? So I messaged her. I was like, did you go to St. Louis? And it turns out you did. You were three or four years below me in school, and it's a small world, right? Oh, unbelievable. And, you know, only the best come from St. Louis. So here we are now. I actually That's made it. St. Louis magazine this year. This is when I know I've made it. Oh, um, wow. You know, never mind the downloads and all the rest. Um, They were giving out the packages to the primary sevens wanting to go to school. Um, It's like, you know, if they're wanting to go to St. Louis, it's their choice. And someone sent me a photo that I'd made the magazine. And I was like, here, stop the world and let me off. I have made it in life. Like, <laughs> don't need to make the Morning Observer. It's a St. Louis magazine. So oh, yeah, absolutely. it's funny. It's a small world. And I think what is amazing about our St. Louis community is that we really are such a small knit community. We've gone through a lot throughout the years, um, a lot of victories and a lot of losses within our school. And um, no matter how long or how far you've been away from St. Louis, um, we always find a way to get back together and it, it's a very supportive school. So it's really nice to, to be on with a fellow student. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And here we are now both on the other side of the world living our lives, which yeah. is what your podcast is all about. So let's talk about that. What is the basis of the podcast and what sort of drove you to start it, Caroline? 
So basically, Orin, what I did was I have been over here in Australia um, for five years. Um, I started off in Perth, funny enough, where you are now. I was there for four months and then I moved to Sydney. I wanted um, to kind of broaden my horizons and there was better teaching opportunities. But from moving from Perth, where I found it was a very small, close-knit community where as soon as an Irish person landed in Perth, you know, you were invited to the next barbecue um, down the road. Like everybody in Perth that was in the Irish community knew one another and were very welcoming. Whereas when I moved to Sydney, I find it was very much a case of a concrete jungle where you wouldn't know your next door neighbor. And even though it was busier, it felt a lot lonelier. Um, and I would be a very outgoing, bubbly person. And I just kind of felt like as the months were going on here, I was really giving it my all, trying to make friends. Um, I got a job in a school that I was really happy with, loved the job, but it would come to Friday afternoons and everyone would get the Friday feeling. And I would literally be walking out the school gate, absolutely buzzing that it was Friday. And then I'd be walking through the school gate going, I have actually got no plans. And, um, and I was in a relationship as well. So it wasn't that I was completely by myself, but I was like, it is so hard to make friends out here. Um, I tried my luck at the GAA, but was never any good at it. I was always the sub in St. Louis and was happy to do that just to get out of class. Um, but yeah, I just felt like there's, there's something missing here. And I started to get involved in charities and um, there's the light ball who are like the, the sister charity of darkness into light walk and I joined that committee um, and I also took part in the Sydney Rosa Trilly any type of way I could to make friends but those things only came around once a year and I just yeah. felt like there needs to be something more than this and to, to be honest I don't really know how the bloody podcast came about I'd never done a podcast before I love listening to Joe Rogan's podcast but never saw myself as a podcast host and I suppose lockdown hit over here and I find myself in a position where um, I'd been here five years I'm a permanent resident my sister had just moved over from Ireland she was only here about eight months and I finally felt like I was settled like it just felt like home whenever there was someone from home here um, and then she had to leave because of the pandemic and Scott Morrison wouldn't allow permanent residents to leave the country. So I find myself completely alone during that small part of lockdown where we weren't able to even go into school and teach and everyone was taking it very serious. She wouldn't even go and meet someone for a walk. And I find myself completely alone in Australia. And I thought, shit, like this is serious. And, you know, I'd been through a lot over here before, but um, I felt like I was in a strong enough position where I could then start reaching out to people. Um, I'd made a lot of contacts within the committee and community in Australia and um, the Irish community that I thought, you know what, I'm just going to give it a go. And I went on a mic, never done a podcast before, <laughs> didn't even really know how to work a podcast. I bought a $30 mic off Amazon, went on to Garage Band and pressed record for 15 minutes. And it just blew up after that. That's been a bit hectic. <laughs> That's killer. And it's always the the unexpected little things like that, you know, like yours is completely blown up, but mine started just off an Instagram live during lockdown as well, right at the start last yeah. April, I think it was. And the live went so well. I was like, you know what? I, should I just do a podcast? And I just put the live up as the very first episode and the rest is spiraled from there. So sometimes it's these little things that just, take you by surprise you're like oh I'll try this and see how it goes and then it just ends up being something that you really enjoy doing completely and I think you know the thing with it is Orn is that like 
there's no loss in take the risk um and when I had started the podcast I had actually had the idea in my head for about I'd say about 12 weeks and I kind of convinced myself that I was going to do it and then I backed out last minute and I was like oh, no Jesus I can't be doing that and <laughs> um, you start then thinking about you know you're, you're putting yourself out there on a pedestal and it was my dad that actually kind of said to me after um because I bought the microphone and all and then I just put it in the cupboard and he then said to me about 10 weeks into me originally saying it and I nothing had come from it and he said have you thought any more that about that podcast and I said you know what dad like what's the point like it'd be silly to do it I don't know what I was thinking maybe I was just having a really good day that day or a really <laughs> overconfident day and I said I don't think I'm gonna do it and he just kind of said to me you know what's there to lose like you've got a full-time job um what's the worst that can happen people don't listen or um nothing there's never an episode two and I was like you know what what is there to lose and I just went for it but I really never expected to nearly be a year on like yourself um doing it and it's great I think it's it's a an amazing way for people to connect with people all over the world and I think why you're doing so well Erin, is that you know you're just a normal guy and um you're just getting to the point about really important things and you're getting straight to the facts and there's no bullshit with it and you're not trying to promote something that you don't believe in and there's no advertising where you, you couldn't yeah. work out if it's sincere with you it's it's just to the point and that's what people want yeah 100 percent. and we were talking before about you know you've done that one with mark which is the one that the girl who sent me to your podcast said check this out this is really good i think you'd enjoy it it's two and a half hours long like <laughs> like that's bound to be scary whenever you put something out that long. But I listened to the whole damn thing and I'm pretty sure it was like a very popular episode because it is literally just you being yourself, chatting about things and picking people's brains about their experiences. And I, th I thought that was a great episode to be fair. Oh, thank you so much. It's funny when I did that episode with Mark, he only agreed to come back on um, if I did that. And the first episode that we did together we talked about his life in Australia and it was really successful, but I had just started the podcast and I kind of gave him not like a script, but I said, this is where we're going with this. And I was like 30 minutes, Mark, that's all I'm doing. <laughs> I just felt like some podcasts run on too long. Some of them go way off topic. And I was like, no, I'm not going to be that person. And as the episodes have gone um, through the weeks, I realized that the less scripted it is, the better. And it was funny, I never intended that episode to go as long as it did, especially it was the night before Australia Day and I had a massive boat party the <laughs> next day that I was organizing and I was sitting in my room recording this episode and I looked at the clock and I was like, oh my God, we've been on for bloody two hours. And all I could think of was the amount of editing I have to do here. And it got to the end of the podcast and I forgot that I was in a podcast. I was, I just felt like I was talking to Mark about my life and his life and like what I was worried about and the things that I was struggling with. And I kind of came away from it and I just thought, you know what, I'm not even going to listen back to it because I forgot that I was on an episode there and I just was myself and I'm just going to put it out there. Cause I knew if I listened back, I'd go, Oh God, you know what? No, I shouldn't have said that. Or I was too honest there. Or, you know, cause I talked about things like um, worrying about turning 30 and not meeting someone and, you know, feeling like I need to meet someone so I you know my body clock doesn't run out all this stuff <laughs> that you that are inner thoughts that you don't really want anyone to hear and then 
put it out and it was the most successful podcast that I've done and I couldn't believe it you know I felt like I was nearly apologetic to people and saying I'm really sorry that this is two hours but (laughs) by the end of it a lot of people didn't want it to end so I think that's where it boils down to is just being raw and honest yeah yeah and I think we can always be our own worst critic with this sort of stuff right so you do a podcast you're like oh maybe it wasn't that great but then you find out you get great feedback off it or like personally I just record we're gonna put this up exactly if i make a mistake i'll still keep it in i made a mistake right at the start of one a few episodes ago and i just kept it in like i started laughing like in the intro and i was like let's go again yeah sometimes that's the stuff that just shows that you're human and just shows that oh, actually this is just a real conversation between caroline and somebody else so that's awesome mate that's awesome but let's dig in because i know you said you talked about struggles and things that maybe you Mm. weren't comfortable about talking about and that in my opinion is down to that's down to the success of the podcast like why you're doing so well so if people haven't listened to it yet what do you tackle on your podcast and why is it so important oh god um basically everything and um I did panic about it to be honest when I put out my first episode I I kind of talked with the girls about all these episodes I wanted to do and for a long time I realized that I was trying to suit the needs of everyone else. So when I first put out the episode, um, like I was talking to the girls, this is what I should do. And they were like, you know, you've got to talk about the fun, like going out to the tea gardens in Sydney, which if anybody doesn't know, is this bar in Sydney that everyone goes to, it's the Irish bar. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that's fun, but that's not what I want to get into. And my, um, I've always been an advocate of mental health and, or, you know, growing up in our area, like, you know, how many we had a lot of tragedies with suicides and that has always been at the forefront of my goal and mission. Even as a teacher, I always said, I need to make sure that I um, keep this as my mission that I'm always trying as a teacher to make sure that a child knows that they feel loved and they're important regardless of any other day, any other class they go to that day that when they come into mind, they feel um, important. So when I put out my podcast, I just thought, you know what, I am sick of me pretending to be one person and doing something completely different like there's me advocating for mental health and working with all these charities but when it came to my life I wasn't very honest about my struggles like I was putting up on Instagram all these amazing things like um you know I could have been having a really bad day in Sydney and I might have cried all day but I'll take a photo of the coastline and put up on my Instagram um I'm living the dream or mm. um you know there's all these pictures of me when I was in my relationship I I was in a relationship here for five years and I might have put up a really nice photo of us but we might have been speaking all weekend you know we might have had a really shit weekend together and I just thought do you know what fuck it and I don't know why and maybe you don't swear in your podcast I know go for swear. it sorry <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting too comfortable I don't even swear on mine um I just thought right enough's enough like and it was because we were in the pandemic and I just thought with nothing to lose, like everyone's going through a horrible time at the minute. And I'm just going to lay it out the way it is because a lot of people were messaging me saying, you're so lucky you're in Australia during this pandemic. And I just thought, I'm going to tell people what really goes on here. And I just came on and we delve into so many things. Like I talk about heartbreak in Australia and being in a relationship for five years out here. Um, you People at home don't see that that is a massive commitment and it doesn't matter how successful or amazing your relationship is. And like, I'm sure you can agree with me, like that person is your whole life out here. 
Um, they are not just your partner, but they are your family. And when things go wrong, they are the person you turn to. So whenever there's any argument or conflict, you don't really know what to do with yourself because that is your person. That's the person you live with. Um, you can't just hop in the car to your mum and you know take a breather or spend the night at your parents' house for a couple of nights just to, to get away from one another. Um, it's it's a really hard thing to be in a relationship abroad. And I talk about that and and how when I decided to to walk away from that relationship, it really felt like my whole world had fallen apart because I was living in Australia with that person. My whole existence in Australia was around that person. I didn't know what Australia was like without that person. And my friendship groups, everything just went away. And um, I talk about going through like a depression after that where um, I didn't know if I wanted to be in Australia. I didn't know if I'd ever really come here to be in Australia for myself or I was in Australia for that person. Um, so there's a lot of soul searching on the podcast and we delve into a lot of things that people don't really talk about but it didn't come at a cost like it really um, it was something I felt was important to do but I mean as soon as I put that first episode out where I said you know it's Australia's great and it's amazing but there are some really hard days and um, you know there's a lot of people you lose along the way with friendships a lot of people are only on visas for a certain time and you're here as a permanent resident, as a citizen, you say goodbye a lot to people. Um, you know, you work your ass off out here. You don't see that on Instagram. We work around the clock. And that's why the Irish have such a good name for themselves, because we are such hard workers out here. And then there's days like Sundays where you just want to be at home with your family, having a roast dinner and arguing yeah. over the remote control. So I think I try and cover all aspects. And it really it scared the life out of me putting it out there. And the first episode, I didn't sleep for days after it. I, I pure panicked and I was like, oh my God, people are going to think I'm this depressing person. And you know, that I'm really ungrateful for my life right here. And it was the complete opposite. The, the podcast blew up overnight because I was saying what people were really feeling, but didn't want to say either. You know, we always yeah. try and put this persona on about this life over here. Um, so yeah, a bit of everything. Yeah, and I think it's like, there's two two sides to this. The people who are back home always think about our lives out here looking so great and everything else. And the people here seem to always think, oh, sure, I just want to go back home. And like everyone kind of flip-flops between will I go home, will I not? I know you've kind of you've mentioned this in your podcast and people want to dig in, but let's touch on that a little bit. Like, how do you feel with that draw to go back home? versus stay here where you've got you know your citizenship you've got a good job i've seen that that view you talk about your view from your your classroom on the podcast i hadn't like, seen it till yesterday yeah. and i've seen it i was like wow that's pretty I killer i mean it's it's amazing and i'm sure you feel the same where we have a very lovely life right here like it is really if any life there was to live this is a beautiful life and we're very lucky to have it most days the sun is shining um, it makes such a difference to your mood whenever it's even just overcast on a day here I notice the difference in my mood whereas that's 10 months of the year at home if not 11 months and it's it's a really hard thing and you know I want to flip it on you as well and ask you your opinion but I just think I never really know I never know where like I, I can never make a permanent decision on being in Australia, but here I am five years later. But I, I had a conversation with a girl I, I did a podcast with um, 
two days ago and I said to her it's almost like you're afraid to say that this is home and even the little things like I don't invest in expensive furniture or I don't invest in the really nice duvet or <laughs> you know, silly things or like I try not to buy too many clothes in my wardrobe because I always in the back of my head I think oh no no like I'm, I'm gonna go home and here I am five years later and I think it's a thing in the back of your head where you never really want to say that you're here forever um and it's almost like a coping mechanism um I don't know I don't know what to do I have a very beautiful job I have a great lifestyle out here but it comes with its struggles where like one of my best friends um now out here is someone who has only been here for a year like she is my new best friend which sounds silly to say but there's so many people that leave you along the way and sometimes you feel like you're stuck here with people moving on and and all the rest you've friends having children and getting married and then you've the, the work and holiday ones who are only here for a good time so I always feel like I'm kind of in the middle of that and I don't know whether it's just the phase I'm going through in my life because I've turned 29 and I don't have a partner and that I thought I would be in that stage of you know getting engaged and having babies and stuff that I feel a bit not lost but I feel on the fence of where I'm supposed to be so I never I never really know the answer to this and yeah. I was going to move home this year but then the pandemic hit and you know I was on the phone to mom earlier and I was saying you know I need to renew the, the lease on my apartment and it's another 12 months like am I willing to commit to another 12 months in Australia like is that where I want to be do I even want to be here or am I just here because of the pandemic oh god I don't know and I want I want to know your input like because now you have a daughter in Australia like is do you feel that pull to go home as much as you used to does it get any easier help <laughs> <laughs> well personally know. for us we've we've always came out pretty much with the intent of right let's give this a red hot crack like we got married we met I moved to Glasgow in 2014 uh met my wife there in the gym uh, we got married 2017 and we went on honeymoon to the Maldives and you know the weather's stunning yeah. great so we uh we had a great time we were away for like 10 to 14 days went via Dubai so had a few days there so the weather was fantastic we were living it up it was great and we went back and 2017 was the wettest coldest <laughs> summer in like 30 fucking years so yeah. we were like depressed Esther was like going to get the train to work and getting soaked walking to and from the train station yeah. she's like this is meant to be summer I can't fucking do this like she's a dentist so she said right I think I can get into Australia like with my qualifications I couldn't have got in like I would have got a working holiday visa I had to do farm work if I went down that route but we came here with right we can get a two-year visa through her let's see how we go midway through that we weren't sure if we we're going to be able to get PR so we were like oh well we just move home and we had the conversation. I think my mom and dad were all for it. And mom was like, yeah, I get to have them back soon. And then we had a conversation with Esther's mom and dad because we probably would have settled probably in Glasgow. So it's kind of like both families have to travel to see us or like somewhere in like middle of England or whatever. So both families have to fly to see us. Um, and we're like, what are we going back for? Like, you know, shit weather, like bringing up a child. Because at, at that stage, I think we were trying for Evie or we she was pregnant at the time I can't remember but you know we just said oh, let's give it a crack let's try and do PR and uh, we got kind of lucky with that and the whole of Perth was classified as regional Esther was going to have to travel for like an hour to go to work maybe an hour and a half 
uh, each day to go to work regionally. Um, and as soon as we got the visa, the whole of Perth is classified as regional, meaning she can work anywhere in Perth. So it's like everything's just lined up. And like, this is where I want to put it back on you now. You said maybe it's just maybe it's just that you're in this phase where you're kind of still partying and drinking and you kind of have to do that with people who are short term or like, you know, people are always leaving. What happens if you meet the man of your dreams in <laughs> Sydney in the next year and then babies eventually come along? Like, where do you see yourself raising family in oh, terms of that, the lifestyle? And everything? Yeah. Do you know, like, and you can say this with um, having a family, in Australia, it is a beautiful place to raise a family and the opportunities that come with having children in Australia. Like, I mean, I teach, um, I'm a teacher in a, an all girls private and um, Catholic high school and we're in a beautiful area. And I walk into school in the morning and the girls are doing swimming lessons before school. They're doing tennis, they're doing dance, singing. Um, at the weekends, they're not sitting in front of the TV like we were at home watching Nickelodeon. They're yeah. they're at the beach all day, and the beach is their front garden, and that's their life. And you know, they go to little nippers and learn how to swim in the ocean. Like I went to the rock pool during summer in, in Newcastle, and bloody used to cry at the side of the pool until I was pushed in by the <laughs> coach to, to learn how to swim. And like it's just such a gorgeous place to live. And I do think. I mean, what a gorgeous place to be. Like, I, I think maybe it would change my mindset, you know, um, because I do feel that I am at that point where I am ready to, to settle down and I feel like I'm stuck in a, in a bit of a, a hamster's wheel at the minute where I'm just doing the same thing repetitively um, with the partying and, you know, I'm really into my fitness and my health and I find that, you know, I'm waking up on a Sunday absolutely dying and reassessing why I'm in Australia and I think that's what annoys me where I'm like you know it's I feel like I'm still in the holy lands you know doing yeah. it in Belfast at university partying like a student but then I, I'm like you know I'm working I've got a good career during the week so I do feel if someone did come along that could change the dynamics and it's funny whenever I'm at school and we have parent teacher nights and um every year it's so funny I meet Irish parents and as soon as they hear my accent then you don't realize to begin with because they, they may have been here 14 15 years some of them like the Cork ones geez you know it's them straight away <laughs> but they'll say to me oh you're Irish and we get talking and I realize that they've come out here on a working holiday visa 15 years prior yeah. and you know they say to me what are you going to do are you going to go home we always have the same conversations every parent I bump into and they say, I say, oh, do you know, maybe another year or two. And they laugh and they say, we said that too, you know, and here we are with a 15 year old in school. Yeah. So I think we always bring it back to, oh, maybe go home. Um, but it's the same with you. I think if you could move your family out here, you'd never, ever consider even moving yeah. back home. And, and I never want to take that away from our culture and the life that we've lived. And I always be very careful in what I say about home because I never want to act like you know home shit and you know there's nothing at home because our families grew up there there's a great yeah. history there and we're very lucky to come from where we have come from but I think for the life that I want and the person that I am I need sun I need that happiness <laughs> yeah. and I love the early mornings over here I love the lifestyle I love the attitude to get up and go and I love that at the weekends it's not a case of 
sitting in all weekend for six months of the year and not being able to afford going to a hen's party, you know, putting down $50 for a hen's party the way you would at home. It's a case of a really yes mode. You know, anything is a yes man mode. Everybody's keen to do something. You'll never, ever find yourself where you won't have anybody to spend time with at the weekends because there's always someone with the attitude of doing something. So, oh, listen, if you can find me, the man of my dreams, let's give it a go. <laughs> yeah, we know that might be listening to this podcast, Caroline. <laughs> no, no mates for me, no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put out an ad underneath the, the podcast episode here, huh? Oh, God, that's <laughs> but I think like as well, what you're saying, like people back home, if you talk to your mom and dad, yes, your mom and dad probably would love to have you back home to see more of you, but people back home are jealous of the lifestyle out here for a reason. And I know your podcast shines a light on, you know, the, the struggles of up and down, especially not knowing many people moving out or breaking up from a relationship. But if our families had the money and the lifestyle and everything to just uproot and take everything and come over, buy a house and live here, they probably would all come over, right? It's just yeah. that not everyone has the opportunity to. Um, so I think we're in a very privileged position and it's kind of easy to forget that when you do miss home but the reality of it is you've got Zooms you've got when we can travel like if you decide you're going to travel one year and your parents can come out the next you know like you see them every year still you know or you go home every year perhaps at around the same time maybe winter time here to get hopefully a bit of weather back home or you know but there's always something you can do to still see your family and still be included in that and you know I'm sure you find that as well. Have you ever had your family over? Yeah, yeah, we've had uh, we've had my family out a couple of my mum's been out a couple of times now uh, before COVID, and right before COVID kicked in, we had Esther's mum and dad with us for seven months. Oh my god! because so, we we had Evie, and Evie was meant to Esther had to go back to work, but Evie wasn't quite ready for daycare yet. So her mum and dad, we flew home Christmas. 19 and they flew out here we flew back on new year's eve uh, 19 um and they stayed with us until their visa ran out in july even through covid and that so we've had the family out for extended periods of time you know not everyone can do that we're lucky that her mom esther's mom and dad are retired and so is mine um but like even those short trips mom and dad come out for two three weeks at a time before my sister moved back to sydney she'd they'd have to go via Sydney and then to Perth to see me and then travel home from there. But now she's back living in Cork. So if they come out again, it's going to be where they can spend longer here. If they're going to do two or three week trip, they can spend it all in Perth here, which is going to be going to be great, you know? So you, like, yeah. you can still see a lot of them. And, you know, especially whenever little Bobby comes along for you, like they're <laughs> going to want to come out more to see their grandchild and that. Oh, so it's a, more of an excuse. Let's <laughs> find the man first. <laughs> but no, what I was going to say to you was like, I found like our ones were over as well, just before COVID. And um, I don't know if you find when, when your family come over, they always turn around to me and say, Jesus, you, you know, you can't ever leave this place. Like, is it any wonder yeah. you're out here? They they really appreciate it. And they see why you're out here when they come and experience it. Yeah. And I think Australia is just such a place for everyone. It's not like, you know, different parts of the world where it might only be for a certain age group. Like my family love Australia and they wouldn't be like into those types of holidays. They like going to Spain and, you know, doing the same type of holiday every year for 20 years. Yeah. So I think Australia just does something to people and 
they, I think it's really nice when your family do come out here and they, they see that and they understand why you live here then. Um, yeah. And it never is a concern of when are you coming home because once they've been out here, they just agree and you know yeah. they're happy for you that you have this beautiful life. Yeah, yeah. Have you tried these um, the portals from Facebook, the little webcam things? No. So it's just like this webcam that you just put on the top of your TV. It goes in via uh, USB at the back or whatever, HDMI. And it pans a full room. So rather than your mom and dad sitting in front of an iPad or their phone, like they're sitting on the sofa back here. No and way. And you can see the full room. And if somebody walks in the door, it zooms out and across. Nope. So they, Stop. Uh, it's pretty I'm good. People who aren't watching on YouTube will be like, what's he talking about here? But it's basically just like a webcam from Facebook that then you just phone via WhatsApp and it just zooms in and out to show you the whole room. If the dog runs in or anything, it'll zoom out to get capture the that. dog. So it's pretty cool. That is unreal. Do you know what? It's my dad's birthday coming up and he is all into technological things. So that is exactly what I'm going to get him because it's really nice Like, because I'm always FaceTiming them every day, sometimes twice a day. Um, morning and evening and it'll be like oh there's toby the dog like i'm just putting toby on the bloody facetime to me so, <laughs> and I'm, I'm like mom i'm looking at the ceiling i can't see yeah. it i'm looking at the forehead so that's class i'm getting that unreal yeah that makes yeah. it a bit easier right because rather than face technology or have to do it like on a phone I, I was getting fed up i'd be like watching it with evie and trying to like find out where yeah. evie is and flipping Such the camera around especially when she's running around flat out and it's like Shit, how to like change this to get her in shot or can you see her there when you turn it? Oh, I love that. I'm <laughs> so definitely getting that. Yeah, no, it's good, good shout. So um would be good for you, I think. Cause then it just makes the experience of actually communicating via real like FaceTime a bit better. And I think you can connect it via FaceTime or WhatsApp. So Unreal. it's pretty easy. I'm purchasing after this here, definitely. That's <laughs> there we go. Just send one to all your friends and family back home. <laughs> Class. So, Carolyn, what's next for the podcast? Like, where do you see the podcast going? Like, how many episodes have you done? How many do you think you'll do? Oh, God. Um, I, you know, I don't even know how many episodes I'm on now. Um, I think I'm on maybe 35. I took a, a break where I was doing them because I'm full-time teaching. Um, I only just started as a bit of a hobby. And then people were asking for more and more. So I was finding myself, I was doing it every week. And then I just got like, it took me down all these different avenues where during COVID then people were reaching out to me and they were saying, you know, I'm feeling the exact same. I'm living in Australia. I wish there was somewhere we could meet up. Um, you know, like a group of people could meet up and that were feeling the same. So then I started the Sunrise Club on a Saturday morning um, in Bronte, just about 25 minute walk from here, which has a, it's a beautiful beach and, um, I've started the Sunrise Club, which started on a Saturday. And it was just a case of if anybody wanted to come along. And next thing I had to bloody get a booking system in because <laughs> obviously with COVID, the numbers are restricted. There was too many people turning up for it. And I was really? like, oh, my God, there's a bit of a sense of people want to connect. And then when we were going to these sunrises, they were getting bigger and bigger and more and more popular. More and more people were coming along and they were saying, oh, good. Wouldn't it be lovely for us all to go for a brunch together? So I thought, geez, I'll organize a bottomless brunch. Why not? And then that ended up being 80 people during lockdown where we were sitting wow. in front of like 10 different tables. And um, then it just stemmed from there on where I literally Sunrise is now on in Brisbane, Melbourne, Perth and Sydney every Saturday morning. And wow. it's kind of just taken off. And uh, I have these events monthly um, that have gone from a small 
bottomless brunch with people to these massive events like boat parties with over 300 people on it after parties and all the like Irish bars and it's just taken me down all these avenues that I wasn't expecting and it's amazing and it's great I'm finding it hard to balance it all and be the best teacher I can and I always make sure the teacher is the forefront of my purpose because when I went back to school last week or it's, sorry it's been a few weeks now it's, it's gone very quickly we've just had our summer holidays so it was great doing all of these things the podcast and the events and um, during my two months off because I had all the time in the world but it hit me like a ton of bricks when I went back to work and I was like I can't manage all of these things at once so to answer your question I don't know where it's going I'm really enjoying it and um, I don't think I'll ever give up my job as a teacher I really love teaching and I think it's the reason why I am where I am with the podcast because it's taught me to educate people in terms of their their well-being you know I'm not just a teacher of subjects I care about my students and I I talk to them about my experiences and try and help them and I think that's where I've got my knowledge from to be able to to talk on the podcast and I don't know how I like I was talking to my dad the other day and I was like I don't really know where I'm going with this and it's getting bigger and I really don't know what direction it's taken me in Um, I feel like I need to sit with someone um, like a business um, strategic planner and and say like where where'd I go from here and I, I don't know. I'm really enjoying it. And I said, whenever it stops being enjoyable is when I'll stop. Whenever I feel like, oh, I've got to do another podcast or, you know, oh, I've got to put this out or I've got to do this event. Then that's when I'll say this isn't fun anymore. But at, in the meantime, it's just getting bigger and people are contacting me. I've been invited to um, this clothing um this really big clothing company out in Australia, they're called Hello Molly. Um, it's like a girls, it's a bit like um, ASOS um, okay. for girls out in Australia. And they've like reached out to me to come to their launch party in a couple of weeks. And I was like, holy shit, like this is mental. And obviously the bloody lunch party's on a school day. So I was like, it, can I come after school? You know, I'm like, <laughs> how, do, how do these people do this whenever you've got a full-time job? So I'm just really enjoying the ride. I'm enjoying helping people. The messages, it's the same with you. You know, when you get messages from people saying, thank you so much, like that's all you want from it. It's not the the followers on Instagram. It's not the downloads. It's who gives a shit if I ever get a blue tick. Those things don't matter to me. It's making people feel better about themselves and caring that, you know, that they know that they're not on their own, uh, especially living abroad. So that's all that matters to me. Anything else is a bonus and we'll just go from there. Yeah, that's 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 awesome, and I think you can see. I can nearly see where you're going with all this, and it's uh, it's it's exciting to see with the launch coming up. I know you had the big announcement that you're bringing the the tease back on Friday. I don't even know where that is, me, but I'm excited for you. Oh, you know? <laughs> you've got to get over it. Do you know what? You should fly over for this. I feel like you can't really, you know talk to me about all of these things until you've experienced it i feel like 12th of march you get a babysitter the two of you come over come for the night like it's gonna be insane but it's funny i was talking to the girls about it i was like you know i've been going to the tea gardens and this is for anybody that's listening and they don't know anything about it it's like the go-to bar in sydney no matter where you are in the world if you come to sydney everyone knows that you've got to have at least one night in the tea gardens but because of covid everything just kind of fell apart and no one's going to the bars anymore and that was another goal of mine in terms of 
being part of these events because I've been um, a big part of the Irish community. My my goal and my mission is when you help one another, everyone pulls together. So I didn't want to be greedy with this. I didn't want to be like, you know, this is all for profit and I'm just going to make a killing out of this and I'm going to take people's money. My events are to raise money for the Irish Support Agency and to bring business back into the Irish bars and restaurants in um, the CBD. And when I was talking to the girls, I was like, it's mad. Like we're going to the teas. It's been so long. And for the manager to want me to host the event, I'm like, I like, how has this happened where I've been going <laughs> to this place for five years and now I'm hosting it? Like it's, it's so cool and I love it. And at the end of the day, all I want is everyone to have a really good night and you know anything else is is a bonus that comes from it but yeah it's it's insane I, I I literally wake up every single day Orin, and I'm like is this really happening like this is mental absolutely mental and I make sure when I get out of bed every morning for five minutes when I turn the kettle on for my coffee that I just sit in the bed and look out when the sun's coming up and just be like thank you so much for this this is this is cool like and to be able to to be that person bringing the community together is insane I love it yeah it's awesome and you can see your passion for it not only Instagram but obviously now when you're talking so that's incredible mate so fingers crossed it's going to be a big event thank you yeah I mean you know we've got to get over here at some point um and we'll bring them to Perth I actually have the girls in Perth you should go to the sunrise at the weekend on Saturday in Kings Park they all do right okay I think your sunrise right. are crazy early though like ours are a bit different at the minute but yours are I think 5.15 or something. It's really early for you guys. So uh, I'm used to being up at that time anyway. So yeah, make an appearance. <laughs> I'll have to follow them on the, follow them on Instagram and then go and have a look then. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. So Caroline, let's finish with uh, a overrated or underrated. So it's going to be a couple of products, Aussie products, okay. and uh, I'll throw one in as well at the end. So Lamington's overrated or underrated? underrated I only had one um at the Christmas party because I didn't know what it was and one of the teachers brought them in and I was like oh my god why have I only heard about these so underrated they're unreal underrated okay nice what about Tim Tams overrated penguin biscuit absolutely yeah yeah it definitely is a penguin biscuit but the longer you're here the more like that is the penguin biscuit to you I forget what the penguin biscuit is I miss yep, the absolutely. joke on the back. There's no jokes in Tim Tams. Do they even have the penguin biscuits back home now? Or is oh, that still yeah. a thing? Is yeah. it still a thing? Okay. They have them. It's funny because one of my students um, in my class, her mom's from Ireland, and she last year came back with all of these penguin bars and the wee girl had them in her locker. And every day I was like, here, give me one of those. <laughs> and we read jokes and all. So they're still going at home. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. there we go. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, iced coffee, as in like the ice cream in the coffee. Overrated, underrated? Oh, overrated. I think it's a very Aussie thing, right? Yeah, they're really into that. And it looks appealing, especially on a really hot day. And then every time I go to drink it, I'm like, oh, geez, that is not what it looks like it doesn't taste what it looks like it looks unbelievable but nah I'm still a hot coffee girl even on the hottest days I will have a hot coffee what about you nah I think it's got to be iced either an ice long black or an ice skinny latte in summer and then when it goes cold like this morning it was a wee bit cold just with the breeze when I was initiated at the coffee shop and I was like oh give me a hot one today so flat white you know oh, but really? I'm definitely a seasonal coffee it's got to be cold oh. in summer and warm in winter 
you've changed. You're not from home at all. <laughs> I know, and that's someone it. told me that, um, and I think it's a lie, and I just went with it for five years, so I'm used to it. They were like, a hot drink cools you down quicker than a cold drink. I don't think that's true, but someone told me that, and I went with it. <laughs> so I was sitting there with it, like, because I always have tea in the evening as well, and it could be like 40 degrees, and I'm sitting there drinking this really hot cup of tea. It's like a suffering process where I'm absolutely not enjoying it at all, but I'm like, pull me down. So I've just gone with it now for five years. <laughs> I think we have to Google that one. I don't know if I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> don't quote me on that. Absolutely. Right, final one then, Caroline. Podcasts, overrated, underrated? Underrated. I think you get a good podcast and it changes everything. Um, it changes the way you get out of bed in the morning. It changes the the way that you deal with anything that you come across that week, the challenges you face. And it gets you out. I find when I get a good podcast, next thing I know, I've been walking for an hour without realizing it. Whereas if I just had a playlist on, you kind of get to the point where you're like, oh, I'm ready to go home. But if you're, yeah, I just think the podcasts are taking over the world at the minute. I mean, yeah. Joe Rogan's been doing it for a long time, but people are catching on to it. And yeah, what do you, I mean, look at us now. We've got a, a career coming out of it. Yeah, and we've connected through podcasts, right? Yeah. Somebody sent me yours and said, I was like, oh shit, I know this girl. And now yeah. we're a week later, we're on a Zoom recording you for mine. So that's, that's insane. I'm telling you, it's, it's better than an advertisement in the Morning Observer. You know, all you got to do is do a quick podcast <laughs> and everyone knows who you are. <laughs> That's it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So final one, what about being a guest on the O Show? Overrated or underrated? <laughs> oh, underrated. I was glad. <laughs> this is my Friday night and I thought, oh, you know, this is another job I've got to get done. And I've had a ball. I feel like I'm just having a wee Friday chat. That's underrated. It. Absolutely. I will be making sure that all of my um, friends... And people on my Instagram and followers um, tune into this. This has been really, really fun. Really yeah, I think fun. it's been so, good. And it's a different slant for you, right? Being a guest. I'm sure you've been guests on other things, but it's kind of different when you sort of know somebody from back home as well and you jump oh, on a podcast too. It makes such a difference. I think it's just like, it's more real and authentic, isn't it? You're not kind of wondering what they're going to say. And it's just like catching up with someone. So exactly. um, it's really nice to connect with you. And it's funny that you're in Perth, you know, the next time, I'm um, over. We'll have to we'll have to get a night out in the casino. I bloody love that casino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty um, it's pretty hectic over there with uh, let's say where everyone goes for a night out, right? Yeah, all the ones from the mines. Anyways, the boys, the Irish boys, used to bloody blow their money in the casino. <laughs> And then the bikies would be after them. Oh, I heard every story there. Oh, there we go. So <laughs> we'll save that for a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. No, we'll hear. Sh shout out your socials there, Caroline. So people who are following, who listen, the Irish troop will definitely be probably keen on listening to your podcast, but some of the Aussies might as well. So um, shout yeah. them out and we'll get a few follows going. It's at a county down under um, and on Instagram. And we have a Facebook group called um, a county down under community where people can join the group to connect and make friends um, in Australia. And if you're wanting to come over to Australia, obviously um, at the minute you can't, but if you're wanting to come over and you're coming by yourself, you just pop your name in the Facebook group and you know next thing hopefully you'll have a friend but um yeah add a county down under that's where my you'll find my podcast and the link to the podcast and all the events the monthly events and the sunrise socials all over Australia so you can be a part of the journey with me 
Awesome, man. Awesome. So hopefully everyone goes and follows you now. Guys, if you've enjoyed this episode, it's something kind of different from the usual fitness and lifestyle stuff we do. So if you've enjoyed it, please screenshot, tag Caroline, tag me, let me know you liked it and we can line up future episodes because this has been awesome. Loved it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Awesome. You have a great day and enjoy the rest of your Friday evening. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The O Show with your host, Oren McCory. If you liked this episode, then please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening and share this on your social media. We'll see you on the next episode for more no-nonsense advice to help you supercharge your efforts in the gym, in the kitchen, and most importantly, in your head. See you then.